I'm looking forward to the day that an AI can do my job and, and everyone else's, and we can all live in a happy socialist wonderland. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. Uh, should we do a podcast? I think we should. Okay, let's do it. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Hacking the Grepson. We are uh, in the month of December, and you know what that means, right, Matt? Yeah, it means we're going to be visited by three ghosts. Yes, the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas advent of code. Yes, it's that time again for the advent of code, that super geeky advent calendar that you do online that is a series of programming or logic puzzles, I guess. I mean, you don't necessarily have to use programming to do it, um, it although would, in general. It would be difficult if you didn't, like at least for most of them. Especially the ones where uh, the algorithm has to run and could potentially run crazy long and eat up all your memory. That would be hard yeah. to do in your head or on paper. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yes, uh, we Matt and I did Advent of Code last year. And uh, what, what did you think of Advent of Code? Because it was our first time. So what did you think of it, Matt? It was really fun. Um, I did uh, programming contests in college, and it reminded me a lot of those. Um, and I, I really appreciate the way that they put together the problems there. So a lot of times it would be easy to do it in such a way that it's mm, difficult to find a single answer, uh, the way they do. Um, you would have to like have pages of output to prove that you did it right. But it's just like here, type in a number. <laughs> so it's really, really, uh, efficient from a, a grading point of view. Um, I dig it. What about you? I, I agree. Um, I, unlike you, uh, have not really done a lot of programming uh, contests or competitions like this. So uh, it was probably my first real thing of that ilk. And uh, I agree with you that the way it's set up is uh, very cool, very well done. Um, I think the guy who started it, Eric Wastel, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, W-A-S-T-L, um, he's been doing it since 2015, I think. So he's got a few years under his belt now. So I think it's running pretty smoothly. Although I did watch a video that he made last year. Uh, that's about a 30 minute, um, like Google code or Google developer talk. And he does a, a, a slideshow and explains like, uh, the beginnings of uh, advent of code and the very first year, how, you know, it was just a fun little project he sent it to a couple friends, and they sent it to a couple friends, and they sent it to a couple friends, and before you know it... And so on, and so And on. so forth. Um, you know, the thing that he thought would might maybe have a dozen people by the end of the first day had thousands of people. And so he had to learn how to scale, um, you know, a popular web application uh, overnight. Uh, and it, it's a pretty good talk. That's, I would... That's- that's not too far off of like what happened with Wordle. Yes. Yeah, uh, it, that's true. It's like I made this thing. It was fun. Yeah. And now it's, uh, you know, slowly becoming, um, you know, a, a corporate monolith under the, the New York Times header. Uh, no, actually, I, I think Wordle. So if your last name, <laughs> if your last name sounds vaguely like Wordle, because this guy's is Wastel. Yeah. 
I think I think you you make you make a thing you're and you you do well. Oh my gosh, I think I think you got it. I think the fact that our last names don't start with W uh, is is why we haven't uh, gained this level of fame yet. I'm changing my name. Okay. So anyway, yes, it's a very cool thing. I did enjoy it. Uh, I think I did pretty well at the beginning. Uh, the problems get harder as it goes on, and I definitely definitely did not finish um, a lot of them. Uh, I think my background as a web developer does not uh, really prepare me for the kinds of things that one must do in this kind of programming exercise. This is much more of a much more logic, much more um, uh, algorithm heuristic based. Like you know, it's there word problems that basically are like, hey, how do you take this input and turn it into this output? You must figure out the machine or the logic that does that. And that's not really what I do in my daily work as a web dev. So it, it, it definitely was a challenge, and I'm sure this year's is going to do the same. But thus far, we're on day four. I've actually gotten all eight stars. Um, I'm feeling good. How about you, Matt? Yeah, same. Um, uh, for those who have not done Advent of Code and just want kind of a quick refresher, uh, well, you could just go listen to our, our episode about this and last week. And you should. Week, but Please you don't do want to do that. Uh, <laughs> So the way it works is every day at midnight Eastern time, a new question pops out. And each question has two parts. If you answer the first one, it gives you the second one. And the first, uh, the second one usually uh, will end up reusing a good portion of your code from the first one if you did it right. As you get further on into these, that becomes less and less the case. Uh, so, so far... The four problems or eight mm-hmm. uh, answers, I guess, have been pretty straightforward. I, I've had, I think, two wrong answers as I went through where, like, I just, I did something dumb uh, and just, oh, I missed that case. Or in today's case, I didn't cast to the right, <laughs> to the right type. Um, but they've been, they've been pretty easy. Uh, where it's going to get hard is near the end, like you said, when it starts becoming optimization problems. Like, yeah, you can, you can solve this problem. It will take 60 years to finish mm-hmm. uh, unless you do it cleverly. And that's where I always have trouble because I. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I don't think that I, way. I remember <laughs> from the first year, 2021, uh, I think it was a puzzle about fish spawning, like specific kind of fish, fish spawning. And yeah, if you do it the non-optimal way, uh, your computer chugs for a long time um, and then. I think I had to go to you or another one of our friends who was doing the same problem and and figure out a better way to do it that made it work in minutes instead of, you know, days. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm also kind of fearing that kind of stuff. But I'm hoping, as you said, um, before we started recording, that, like, what I learned last year uh, will hopefully um, inform me this year because I'm sure there will be similar kinds of problems. I mean, thus far... I would say the main, um, the main like function or methods that we're doing in these problems is just like making arrays and like either filtering them or splitting them or checking them against each other, uh, or adding up numbers that are in them. You know, it's basically like take some, take some numbers and put it into a, a data format and then, you know. Uh, process it, in some process way. it in some way, and then you get out the number. Uh, you get out the the output, and you and I did the same thing as you did. I I, I made like a dumb error where I didn't uh, really check my logic, and I got something that was too high or too low. And then I went back and I'm like, oh wait a second, 
I changed the thing and then boom, it was, it was done. Um, although for me, it's still very gratifying to see that, uh, when you hit the, the submit button and you get the like two and a half lines of text, which means that it's yes. the, you got the right answer as opposed to the three or four lines, which is like, Oh, your answer was wrong. Too high, too low. Maybe you should, uh, you know, go back to school and learn how to program. No, it doesn't say that, but, um, it does say like, and then if you do immediately know what you did wrong and fix it, you still have to wait like 30 seconds to a minute before you can submit again. Yes. So I remember the first time I did that, I was like, cool. Oh, I know what I did wrong. And I, I fixed it and reran it and typed it in. It's like, wait 30 more seconds. Yeah. And apparently like if you keep getting wrong answers, like it, it increases the time you have to wait. Uh, Oh, does yes. it? Yes. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I probably got it in a few tries every time or gave up entirely. So I never like tried it 20 times and got to that level, but that's what I've heard. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very fun and, and not only is it well constructed, but like it has sort of like each year has like a theme. I mean, it's always Christmas theme, but usually there's sort of a story that you're following. Like right now we're following the story of the elves again and setting up various, uh, campsites and, rucksacks and yeah. i think they're trying to feed the reindeer this year last year they were we were in a submarine going to the bottom of the marianas trunch or something yeah. for some reason yeah i mean it it's i mean this is like basically done by this one guy and actually i was looking i was viewing source on the website uh recently and uh, he has a comment in there saying like oh hello there uh i see you're a developer <laughs> um and it's and you know he he oh i didn't see you yeah <laughs> i mean he starts working on this like i think in like may or june and works for like 4 or 5 months coming up with this and testing it with like you know beta testers and it's a it's a whole production that's super fun and and, and for free that. and just w- you know for the community it's very yeah. cool um well thank you eric uh, name that I closed. Eric Wastel. Wastel. Thank you very much. Yes. You are, you are a man among men or something. I don't know. Um, so, so Mike, yes, you mentioned, Matt. uh, taking things that you learned from last year and applying them this year. What, uh, what languages, what language did you use last year and what are you using this year? And is there anything in your setup that has changed, uh, for that? Uh, a little bit. Yes. Uh, I did all of them in Ruby Last year, uh, I chose Ruby uh, mainly because I had experience with it, and it's a, 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 a language that feels at home on the command line for just, like, running quick scripts against data to process and spit out, you know. I mean, yes, Ruby is used in much larger applications, like Ruby on Rails, which is a huge popular web framework, but um, it and Python, uh, I think, are pretty similarly well equipped for this kind of thing so i i use that this year mainly uh actually because of your uh um inspiration uh i'm doing it in typescript uh my only experience with typescript is in the uh world of angular which i use uh, at work and so i don't really know it as just writing scripts on the command line so uh i had to uh find a couple node plugins to even get like a working environment where i could easily run programs um i found something that compiles typescript to javascript so that it can run in node in one command i found uh something that like reads files line by line 
um, something that uh, interprets uh, command line arguments. And you'd be thinking like, wait, why doesn't the programming language have all that kind of stuff built in? Well, TypeScript is just a JavaScript thing. And so it's a part of the wider node community, which is very big on a small standard library, meaning that the programming language itself is more bare bones and the higher level functionality is instead supplied by the community and plugins. Whereas other programming languages like, I, I don't know, like C or something has a lot of that stuff built in. So you can just like start yeah, writing in it immediately and read files and stuff like yeah. that. Python has a pretty big standard library. C++ has its standard template library, but like, yeah, JavaScript and TypeScript do not, um, my my experience is kind of similar. I did Python last year because it's a language that I like programming in and I know well and lends itself well to running as scripts. Mm -hmm. And this year, because I use it for work and I would like to get more fluent in it, I'm doing TypeScript, which I immediately was frustrated with mm. because of its lack of <laughs> making it easy to just read a single line from standard in. Because I, I had kind of a rhythm down with, with how I process the files last year. I was like, read one line at a time and do stuff with it. Right. And in Python, literally you just type input as a function. So input parenthesis parenthesis. And then you get, you get a line of standard in yeah. what a concept and in uh, TypeScript, no, not so much. So you actually pointed me at the, at the way that I'm using for it, which is, I think it's just doing like process.standard in, which is like, here's all of the standard in mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, one line. Uh, you have to do the separation yourself. And I'm like, okay, so I, I completely changed like my my template for how I'm reading things in. I've got like a main function, and I've got like process.standardin.on and grab all the data and split it. And so like I pass all my lines of data into my main function, and then that's where I'm doing my actual processing. And from that point on, it's been pretty straightforward. TypeScript's not bad for that. But yeah, Node and its uh, derivatives are not great for <laughs> command line yeah uh, running like it's just not it's not made for that and so it and it and that shows even things like oh i have to pull in additional libraries isn't a bad thing but if you're writing you know if you have eight different scripts in different directories as i've been doing mm -hmm. uh, just from an organizational standpoint i have to install a bunch of uh, libraries every time and i don't want to do that so yeah, um, I think choosing TypeScript was maybe not the most efficient language to do a, a, a competition like this, but I think also it's you know part of the challenge. Um, and like you said, yeah. uh, w definitely one of the reasons even listed on the website uh, as for why people do the advent of code is you know to learn a new language. And so yeah, you could just do it all in Python again, and you know it would probably be fun. Uh, but you wouldn't be learning as much about, you know, the, the language that you want to get better at. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for trying, even though it's rough. Um, I, I mean, ah, oh, thanks Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I give you a star. I give you two stars. Um, but just today you got to earn them tomorrow. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, sometime, uh, some of the time that I've been working, I was like, man, I should just go back to Ruby. This would just be so much easier to do this kind of work. But like you said, I, I did find my rhythm. I've got the plugins. I've got my template that I'm just kind of copying over each day. I have the way I'm reading in the stuff, and I have, like, my loops to run through it and check it. So it's, it's you know, and until the problem changes 
drastically in terms of like, oh, here's some input, put it into a data format, process it, get something out. Uh, it'll probably stay that way, but um, I'm looking forward to and also fearing that changing. Um, I did think about doing something completely crazy, like doing it in, um, I don't know, like Julia or Erlang or something that I have like, you know, or, or Rust or something like that just to do it. But I also find it like part of me wants to just be adventurous like that. But a bigger part of me is more like I'll use that language when I have a reason to use it, not just exactly. because I don't know it. And uh, so that's why TypeScript, which I was at least somewhat familiar with, became the choice. So um, I, I have. So I'm in I'm in two different Slack groups. Uh, <laughs> a that are doing advent of code this year. I'm in the one with you mm-hmm. and uh, two of our other friends where you were definitely like at a disadvantage compared to the, uh, the others of us. Cause like, I think all three of the others of us have worked at fang companies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've all got that background. Um, but I have, I'm like, I'm barely ahead of you <laughs> in, uh, in the points. And that's just cause I think that one night I did it at nine o'clock. Right. Specific time. Yeah. It's like, yes, give me it. I, I, you know, I'm, I definitely feel like I'm probably the weakest programmer in our friend group for this kind of, uh, event, but, uh, I will try to compartmentalize that like I did last year and instead look at it as a way to get better. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Speaking of points, uh, yeah, you do actually get points for turning in uh, correct solutions before other people. There is a public leaderboard. Um, we're also on a private leaderboard just for, you know, for the, the people we know. But uh, uh, there, I read an interesting thing about Advent of Code that's happening this year that was not happening last year. Uh, someone today solved day four in and got first on the public leaderboard. So basically turned it in at nine, like... Oh, oh, and 10 seconds, uh, or sorry, uh, using AI, using a program from OpenAI called ChatGPT. Now, there's a whole Reddit thread that I read that I will put in the show notes um, because it's an interesting discussion about the ethics of doing such a thing. Uh, On one hand, there, uh, there's a lot of people who are like, this is not in the spirit of the competition. Like using an AI, the fact, first of all, let's step, let's step back here. The fact that there is an AI that you can go to a website and essentially type in, like, write me a program that, you know, processes a a set of input and sums the groups together and give me the output. And then it actually will give you correct, you know, output is kind of insane. Yeah. It's, it's impressive and kind of insane. And so, 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 so on one hand, people are like, Whoa, Hey, that's really cool that you've figured out. You can do that. And you did it fast. You're a programmer using a tool. It's fine. Uh, and then there's a lot of people though, at least as many, if not more, they're saying this is against the ethics. This is against the spirit. This is supposed to be puzzles for humans. This is not for AIs and computers to figure out. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Well, I think that argument is specious. Uh, <laughs> it is of a species. My, that's true. 
if if a dolphin wanted to solve it, I don't see why we would stop them. Um, and AI, you know, if it's if it's smart, look, if the AI is smart enough to do it, more power to it. Uh, and more to the point, if someone is smart enough to use the AI in such a way that it can do this, I don't have a problem with it. Then again, I'm not particularly competitive. So I, I look, I will never ever make it into the board. Literally, like, yeah, the the person who solved it today, like, the top 10 are all under two minutes. In mm-hmm. fact, the top 12 are all under two minutes. I didn't look at it until midnight last night, my <laughs> time. So it had been three hours. Three hours had already passed. So, like, right. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to compete, but I don't care. Maybe... Th- there should be like a separate entry for that. So you can like see if you got it right, but don't put me on the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. If people care about that kind of thing. But other than that, I, I think it's cool. Like, great. Let's, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day that an AI can do my job and, and everyone else's, and we can all live in a happy socialist wonderland. So you, for one, welcome our eventual AI overlords. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they will remember this. Um, you know, in general, I think I agree with you. I think the outrage over it is definitely a little, um, little dramatic. But I, but I think a compromise. The, the compromise is that, like, if you solve it, I mean, it's obvious that if someone solves it in ten seconds, it probably wasn't done manually by a human because that's just not you can't read these problems that right you literally can't read the problem that fast unless you got it early or you know somehow found out about it before the time but if you literally open up the website and refreshed at nine o'clock or you know whenever it whenever it comes out and are reading it you can't read it and figure it out that fast so you know it's almost a little too obvious that the top 12 were probably not done uh especially the the under 30 second crowd you know where it's done by a human but yeah, I, I feel like we could have much like I mean, it kind of speaks of the, the broader thing like, uh, you know, AI that can create music, AI that can create images um, like if there's any kind of competition with those things, should those entries be in a separate leaderboard than with the humans? I mean, is that too much to ask? I don't think so. I don't think it is. Um I so none of them are in ten seconds, at least on the official leaderboards. Now maybe some of those got wiped out. I don't know. The yeah. fastest I see is on day one. There was someone that did it in fifty three seconds. Okay, which honestly, day one, I totally buy that. It was a really straightforward problem. Yeah. Um, day two, it's like two and a half minutes. Day three, it's a little over two minutes, and today it's under two. It's like a minute and thirty. So mm-hmm. some of those people probably used i don't want to say they cheated but they they used outside help they were doping um uh uh, and that's okay um but yeah i i think having separate leaderboards for that would be great but also like if 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 they wanted to we could do like weight classes basically uh like you have in boxing but for programming like i i would love to be on the more casual side of this like the Hey, I got all the stars. Look at me go, because um, mm-hmm. that's impressive in and of itself. I agree. Uh, so if you if you get all fifty stars, look, you're a good programmer. Period. I, yeah. Like I don't like that. That in and of itself is is a lot. Um, but like I'm not gonna get something in under a half hour. I just I think that's 
unrealistic uh, to expect. And so it would be it would be kind of neat if there was, like I said, basically weight classes for that kind of thing. Yeah, I I, I think uh, we can definitely make it a little bit more specific about how and who is getting the solutions. But like you said, like it's not like they're winning any money. It's just fake Internet points. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I think people are worried more about when it would matter, like you going up against an AI for a job and your livelihood and whether you can eat or not. I mean, I don't think we're there yet, but I think that's like the kind of, you know, catastrophic thinking that they're leading towards. And I don't know. But someone has to program the AIs. That's true. And somebody has to fix (laughs) them. Until we can get AIs that write AIs, that's when we need to work. Right, right. That's the, was that the sapience we talked about before? That when they've reached that level, that, they yeah, can that's, that's write the, their own. The, the singularity is is when we yes. get to the point where an AI is as smart as us, right? Mm-hmm. And they and that it can then write code. You hit the singularity at that point because it can start iterating on that really quickly. Yes, let's. In let's, fact, the the AI that I saw, like the, there's no one doing it directly. Like it's not like they're entering the problem and it just immediately gets the answer. They're like iterating on it or they're running several iterations of it to get the answers and then looking at the most common one, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. So there's still, there's still a little bit of manual intervention going on in, in there. Right. Well, and, and even the, the person who posted about beating it with GPT, I mean, he wrote a whole program that essentially interfaces with uh, advent of code and pulls down the problem and writes the prompt and sends it to GPT and gets the response and posts it back. So, I mean, he definitely did some work and he definitely thought about it. You know, I calling it a, a no effort entry doesn't feel uh, ingenuous, doesn't sell, it, it is uh, disingenuous. And uh, so uh, I agree. It, it, it's. It's just interesting because this is not the only thing I read. I read a couple other things uh, recently that were also very critical of AI and how it's not as uh, valuable as people make it. And it still needs us to train it. So it's not that it's, you know, coming up with all of this on its own. It's it's just, you know, intaking a ton of data and regurgitating it. Just it's regurgitating it a lot more intelligently than it used to. And so that's kind of the... That's the the event horizon that people are looking over right now. So and change is scary for some people. So I, I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when computers first came out, they they scared a lot of people, and yet somehow we adapted. So I think we will probably yeah. adapt to this too. Um, so uh, is there anything that you're looking forward to or not looking forward to uh, over the next week of Advent of Code? Because just for a programming note, we're going to try to actually put an episode out once a week to kind of go along with our our journey through Advent of Code. So we'll kind of be checking in more regularly and seeing how each other's doing. So are you looking forward to or fearing anything coming up? Um, if I remember from last time, uh, from last mm-hmm. year, the the first week or two was all pretty like in my wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. Like, OK, I can do that. Uh, it was after that, that I started to run as soon as it hits the optimization problems. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not, if it's not something that I'm familiar with, or if it's like, aha, use the knapsack algorithm or something that I will never remember, mm-hmm. um, which they worried me about cause they used rucksacks and I was like, Oh no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're going to do that. Um, but if it uses some obscure thing that like I haven't touched since college and probably wouldn't remember about that, that's where I'll, 
that that that's what I'm worried about. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to. I honestly like this. Always kind of reinvigorates my my excitement about coding because I don't know. I I like being graded. <laughs> it's like, I see. Ooh, you you did it right. Yay! It's you know because you in day to day life you you're the thing you're working on never ends. There's no finish line because there's maintenance and there's, you know, inevitable bug reports and everything else. And this is just like, okay, I wrote it. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very tactical solve this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to every day. I'm bummed that I only get two problems a day, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, like when Wordle came out and the whole daily, you know, puzzle of the day, this is sort of like the puzzle of the day for December. Um, but then it goes away for the rest yeah. of the year. So yeah, I'm actually surprised that that mantle hasn't been picked up in some way for the rest of the year. Maybe because it takes so much effort to put together this month is why the rest of it is dormant. Much like Santa has to uh, rest for 364 days for that one crazy day. I think maybe that that's where I think uh, like we could do some sort of AI or procedurally generated problem sets. Uh, that would be that would be fun. Then you could just give one of those every day, and and you could keep the because I I enjoy going into those two channels I mentioned, and seeing like what other people did. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh look, there's a solution in Rust. I don't know Rust. Oh that that's a really that looks really nice the way that came out. Mm-hmm. I, I dig that you know. So that kind of that part's really fun. Um, I'm not really a social person, but I like. I like discussing intellectual pursuits. Okay. <laughs> that's what this is. <laughs> I mean, we're doing a whole podcast about it. So, uh, you know, that, that seems, I know that rings true. Uh, is there anybody in your, uh, your other group, not, not the, our friend group, but the other one, um, that, um, you know, it, uh, that, that you think is like going to rock the whole thing or going to have trouble with it? Or are you all kind of on the same level of skill? Let's see. If I look at the leaderboard over there. Uh, there are 48 people Ooh. in the, in the, in the private group. I'm in ninth place. So that's not bad. And I'm not as, and I'm not an amazing developer. I'm, I'm competent and, uh, and I, and I'm not rushing to do this. So none of the, no one's like super ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so far, no, but I also don't really know any of these people cause I'm a remote worker and they're all coworkers. Mm-hmm. So this is also a good way of getting to know um, my coworkers. That's true. That's a very good. That's a very good point. Uh, okay. Well, I think that about wraps up Advent of Code 2022 first impressions. We'll come back uh, in a week and see <laughs> if we're still as upbeat about it as we are now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a, let's see, but yeah, we can, and we can talk specific problems as well. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was thinking about doing that on this episode, but I don't think that any problem is really complicated enough to be interesting, but I'm sure there will be one soon and we can be like, Oh yeah, you know, the one we, we should talk about the, the, the reindeer driving one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how about, how, about how reckless uh, for, <laughs> For the four that have come out in the week prior to us recording to this, yeah, what was the one that you enjoyed writing in the most? Writing the most, and what was the one that was uh, maybe gave you the most trouble? Uh, let's see. Let me look at what they were. So the first one, yeah, the first one was just was pretty simple. 
not really much to it. Um, yeah, I, that was actually the most frustrating to me just because I was getting my, my setup set up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we, we touched on, we spend a lot of time just getting our setup working and in the flow. Uh, the second one was, uh, that was the rock, paper, scissors one. Um, yep. I did like that one. I liked that yeah, one. I liked that one just thematically. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely didn't do it in a efficient way. And I kind of, Oh, mine had a bunch of switch statements. It was, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like there should have been, I mean, some of the, some of the solutions I saw definitely were more efficient and using like maps and, you know, things that, because it, it, it like requires you to think more, um, I don't know if meta is the right word, but you know, it's like, are they talking about rock, paper, scissors, or are they really talking about an equation that you just have to figure out and feed it in there? And so, yeah, that, that one, you know, I, I wish I could have done more efficiently. I think that would have been more satisfying rather than just kind of brute forcing it. Um, and I did like, I did like the twist in that one when it switched over that to, was a to, good to twist. the second part. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. That was good. And I was like, oh, and it was, and the way I'd written my code, I only had to change, uh, like the constructor to one, to, to a class. Oh, nice. And everything else just worked. Um, so that was like, ah, I, cause my goal when I write these is like, all right, if I actually had to write this code and maintain it and whatnot, like how would I write it? And so like I have comments and which is the other reason I don't do it quickly. Um, like I'm, I'm writing this code really, you know, in a, in a way that should be maintainable and this that kind of proved it for me. I was like, ah, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I, honestly, I didn't really have trouble with any of them, like any significant trouble. So I, I don't really think I would pick any of them as hard, but I will just say, yeah, rock, paper, scissors was fun. Just thematically. Uh, I also thought today's was pretty interesting just cause I've never really done that particular kind of array intersection logic. Uh, so yeah. that was neat. I was, I was thinking, uh, spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't done day four of Advent of Code 2022, yes. I was thinking substrings probably would have been, uh, substring matching probably would have been a much faster way of doing that than what I did. I just checked, like, is is the first number within bounds? Is the last number within bounds? Yes. Then it's inside. Uh, I, I did a similar uh, thing. But I, I realized I realized uh, after I wrote it that I was like, oh, I could just done substrings. And I would have yeah. Well, and, and yeah. also I remember because uh, they used ranges, you know, like this number to this number. Yep. And ty- yep. TypeScript, as far as I know, does not have a built-in range type. Whereas, hey, guess what? Ruby does. Uh, so does Python. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like those were built for doing these kinds of things. And TypeScript was built yeah. for making web pages. Uh, so, you know, there's that. I, I will say... Day three was probably the hardest so far, not because the actual problem was hard, but understanding what they wanted you to do. Like, I must have read that a dozen times. Like, what are they asking for? There was a lot of, there's a lot of people who struggle with word problems and math because they just throw a lot of extra information at you. Mm -hmm. And that was very much this problem. It's like, here, we've got a bunch of things. And really it was just like, see what two letters appear in both Right. Yes. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. And, well, and, you know, I, I think that's part of the challenge. And that's been the challenge. That's part of the challenge of word problems forever is that can you deduce what all these words are really trying to tell you? Because you can probably say it in a sentence that you could then feed into an AI that will give you the answer. Welcome to 2022. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I think that probably wraps it up for today. Uh, next week we'll be replaced by AI uh, chatbots uh, representing yep. us instead. 
uh, Alpha Mike and Alpha Matt. Uh, I yep. it was nice knowing you. I mean, we had a good run, uh, yeah. but it was inevitable. That'd be the only time anyone will ever have called me an alpha male. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Hacking the Grepson. You can find us at hackingthegrepson.com where we have many other episodes now. It's kind of amazing. Um, Please go listen to those. Um, I'm sure there's contact information. Oh, yeah. We do have a Twitter account, HTG underscore podcast. Uh, Feel free to follow that on Twitter, uh, at least until it burns down. Uh, You know. Yeah. You got You got a week. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should move it to Mastodon. I don't know. I've been using I've been yeah. using that somewhat regularly, at least to read, not to write. But you know, maybe I'll yeah. I'll make a a hashtag for us or something. Um, Go check us out on Mastodon. Yeah. Also, I hear the band's pretty good too. Maybe you should listen to them. I don't know. We now return you to your regularly scheduled lives already in progress. Yeah.